Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're so glad you've decided to join us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your heart and mind as our pastor, Chip Pendleton, brings us the Word of God. Good morning. It's great to see you this morning. Welcome to everyone who's watching online and on Spectrum Cable. Glad to have you with us as well. Uh, As we uh, get together this morning, it's good to see so many of you out here. We're expecting a really big group at 11. Uh, All the people who forgot about the time change that that come and and show up there. Uh, Don't think of it as losing an hour of sleep. Think of it as losing an hour of winter. Okay, that's a much better uh, way of thinking about it. Uh, right there. Hey, we're continuing our summer series called Mosaic, where we're looking at things that break us in life and break us for years and months and sometimes our entire life. And we've looked at uh, the break that can come in our lives from guilt and shame. Uh, We've talked about grief and that, that power of grief and how it can break us in our life. And we're going to continue on Uh, With that today, we're going to be over in Mark chapter 5. If you want to turn over to that, Mark chapter 5, beginning with verse 24. Uh, Your outline on your bulletin is not going to do you any good uh, unless you hang around till next week. Uh, Then it'll probably help you out there. But Mark chapter 5, beginning with verse 24. So what's going on in our scripture passage? Jesus has been preaching in the Sea of Galilee area. He's over on the Gentile side uh, ministering there. He's crossed back over uh, to the Jewish side. And when he lands, uh, there's a crowd of people that's there. The synagogue ruler, uh, Jairus, is there. Jairus comes to Jesus, tells him, my, my daughter is sick. She's about to die. Will you come and help her? And uh, Jesus uh, says yes, that he will. And on his way, we kind of have a story and a story uh, that takes place. And it's that story within the story we're going to look at at the end of verse 24 and following. And let's read that right now. So a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she got worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling, and with fear told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Be free from your suffering. Let's have a prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. As we look into it now, open our hearts and our minds. And in Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Well, back when I was in high school, I remember there was one practice uh, that I had taken a fall. I twisted my ankle pretty bad, and I couldn't, couldn't put any weight on the ankle. Uh, the coaches thought I had broken it. Uh, they immediately sent me to the hospital. Uh, I get to the hospital ER room there. Uh, they put me on in a wheelchair, and uh, so one leg is down, and, and the bad leg is sticking out like that. So the orderly is taking me down to the x-ray, and uh, this is down at University Hospital 
hospital, so there were a lot of people training to be doctors and nurses, and this young lady walks by, the orderly starts talking to her, and while he's talking to her, he wheels me directly into the wall with my foot, uh, out like that. The good news is, it probably reset the ankle because it wasn't broken uh, when we got back uh, in for the x-ray and everything. So that was a moment of trauma uh, that took place uh, in my life that just lasted a few seconds. But there are people that have more than moments of trauma in their life. There are people that have brokenness that sometimes lasts, lasts an entire lifetime. A brokenness that comes from physical ailments and illnesses and diseases that come upon them. And what we're going to look at today is a particular story in the life of Jesus where he's actually going to do something else and on the way stops and has this amazing encounter uh, with a suffering woman. So let's look into our scripture now, and the first thing we see is this. Our physical ailments and illnesses can break us in our lives sometimes. It can cause brokenness in our life, being sick, having diseases, things that come upon us can cause brokenness in our life. Look down to verses 24 through 26. It says, A large crowd followed and pressed around him. A woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, had spent all that she had, and instead of getting better, grew worse. So we're told a whole lot in three sentences there. The first thing we're told is that the crowd was pressing around him. So Jairus was a very important person. He was the ruler of the synagogue. Jesus was going to heal his daughter. This was a big moment. I mean, they didn't have television like we do nowadays. So this was the biggest thing that had happened in town in a long time. Let's go with Jesus. He's going to heal the daughter of the most famous person in our town. Boy, this is great. And so everybody's hearing the word. Everybody's coming out. Everybody's following along. Now, we're told there was a person in the city that day, a woman who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years. So for 12 years, she'd been hemorrhaging blood uh, over and over again. You can't even imagine how bad she felt, how weak she felt, how spent she felt. And then we're told several things more about this lady. We're told she'd suffered a great deal under many doctors. She'd spent every penny that she had, and instead of getting better, she'd just gotten worse. Some of you can identify uh, with that as we go on. So what's the condition of the woman here? She has a physical problem that has gone on for 12 years that has just, just uh, 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 taken her body and wrecked a toe upon it that's unbelievable. Not only that, there's emotional damage that goes along with that. She'd ruined herself financially trying to get doctors to, to be able to help out, but the doctors couldn't figure out anything to do to help her in her situation that she was in. And worse, according to Levitical law in Leviticus 15, 25 through 29, anyone that had an issue of blood like this was considered unclean. So she wasn't even allowed to be around family and friends and go out and do her normal way of life. She was ostracized. So she had physical, emotional, financial relationship problems. They lasted for 12 years, and there seemed to be no hope. Wow. You can just imagine the brokenness that was in this woman's life. And the truth of the matter is one of the things that causes brokenness in our life today is sickness and disease and physical ailments that come upon us. I've known people, you've known people, you may be one of those people who struggled for days and months and years 
and some even a lifetime battling their own body. I've known people who are in constant pain. I had a lady one time who was diagnosed with just, with just a, a constant pain that the doctors could do nothing about, and she said to me, Chip, I just wish I could wake up one morning and feel normal and not hurt. And so you can imagine that. I've known people who were in car wrecks and were quadriplegic, people who had diseases and are in wheelchairs for the rest of their life, and you know people like that too. I know people who have been completely broken by sickness in their lives. There was a man in a former church that was in the hospital, and uh, I was just told, hey, he's in the hospital. I went up to see him, walked in, sat down. The guy looked at me with tears in his eyes, and he said, you know, I was retiring in two months, and my wife and I have made all these plans about all the things we were going to do, and the doctors just told me I have terminal cancer and I have three or four weeks left to live. His body, it seems, had rebelled against him. Cells had mutated. He had very little time left. And so we know people like that. We may be a person in that situation. And as we look forward, there seems to be no hope. Things just seem to get worse. But it's not just physical ailments. Sometimes it comes from our body breaking down as we age. Uh, the, the older we get, the more our body seems to, to have its own mind and go a different way and begins to fall apart. I tell people, 10 years ago, I had almost never been to a doctor in my entire life. Now I literally have a doctor for every single part of my body. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just the way that I don't know how that happens in 10 years, but it is literally true that is happening right there. And so there's a brokenness as we mourn the past and we mourn uh, what we used to have with our bodies. Our bodies seem to break down and there seems to be little hope. But not just that, there's some of you who are caretakers of people who are hurting and in these kinds of situations. And being a caretaker can be just as much brokenness as anything else. Uh, I remember when my mom got so sick before she passed away and and. Me and my sisters and Dawn would go over and we would, we would uh, sit with her at night and everything. And we were going over one or two nights a week and it was wearing us completely out. And I remember thinking, how was my dad at his age doing this every single day when it wears us out to do it for one night? And we don't understand sometimes what caretakers go through emotionally and physically trying to help someone in that situation. And sometimes if you're the caretaker, you get all the blame and, and none, none of the praise. And so somebody will come in from out of town and, and bring some flowers, and they're the greatest person in the world, and you're there every day dealing with it, and all you get is people talking about you and saying, oh, you know, you're not doing it the right way or, or you're, you're too mean or something like that. And there's that brokenness that comes both physically and mentally as we try to care for somebody else. And so we see this woman in this situation. She's broken physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally. And that brings us to the next thing that we see in our scripture passage. In our sickness and in our pain, we need to reach out to Jesus. In our sickness and in our pain, we need to reach out to Jesus. Look down at verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. 
And so we're told this woman, this woman had heard about Jesus. Now, we don't know if she'd heard about him in the past, uh, if she just heard about him as he's going through the town that day. What's going on? What's all the crowd? Well, there's this prophet Jesus. He's going to Jairus, the synagogue ruler's house. He's going to heal his daughter. And suddenly she gets some hope. Really? Well, if he can heal Jairus' daughter, he can heal me. And she goes out desperate, fighting her way to the crowd, desperate, just trying to reach out and touch Jesus, trying to get some hope in a hopeless situation. And we're told that she was thinking in her mind, if I just can touch his clothes, I'll be healed. And she fought her way to the crowd, and she reaches out, and she just touches the end of his cloak. And when she does, she immediately felt like she was freed from her suffering. What this woman did is the exact same thing that we need to do when we are sick, when our bodies are falling apart, when our hopes are fleeting away. We need to reach out to Jesus. For her, Jesus was her last hope, and she reached out hoping and praying against hope that Jesus could do something. And when we are hurting and when we are in pain, we need to do the exact same thing. We need to reach out to Jesus because life can break us in so many ways. And we need to begin to see Jesus as not the cause of our problems, but as the solution to our problems. Because we've talked about this over and over. When you think of God as the cause of your problems, you're never going to find comfort in him. When you begin to think of him as the solution to your problem, things begin to change immediately. We need to reach out to Jesus just as this woman did. Do you know why people get sick in the first place? You know why people get sick and their bodies break down when they get older and people die? Do you know why that happens? It happens for a very simple reason. It happens because of sin. This isn't the world God created in the Garden of Eden. It's not the world God intended. You don't have the body God wanted you to have. We are sinful, fallen people living in a sinful, fallen planet. And our bodies and our world are not what God intended for it to be. You know, people ask me all the time things like, should I pray for healing when, when someone I love is sick or when I'm sick myself? And the fact of the matter is, sure, of course you should pray for healing. You still got exactly what you want. I believe God can do miracles, but I believe that when God brings healing, he brings healing for his reasons and in his time. But we have to understand that any healing that may come to you is only going to be temporary. This woman was healed of the blood hemorrhaging that she was having, but in a few years she got sick and died of something else. Last week we talked about Lazarus and Lazarus being raised from the dead, but Lazarus would go ahead and die another time because you're not going to get out of this world alive. It is a part of the curse, and part of the curse is sickness and death and all that comes with it. And there's only so much that can be done here. 1 Corinthians 25, verses 42 through 44, tells us why uh, a momentary healing isn't what we need. Listen to it. In the resurrection of the dead, the body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor, raised in glory, sown in weakness, raised in power, sown in natural body, raised a spiritual body. In this earth, at best, your body is perishable, it is dishonorable, it is weak, and it is natural. And there's only so much that can be done in this world with sickness and hurt. And as our bodies decay and get older, 
You know, when I was 50 years old, I, I had a heart attack, and the doctors told me, they said, well, you know, there's some things you could have done to prevent it, but basically it was heredity is what they told me. I said, well, thanks, Mom and Dad. You know, I appreciate, appreciate that. And I tell my kids, look, you've got some bad heredity. You better, you, better, you better take care of yourself. But even if you took care of yourself better than I did, 10, 20, 30 years, it's all going to start falling apart anyway. It's just part of the process that we're in, in our sickness and in our pain. And so we need to reach out to Jesus. Reach out to Jesus for the love and the peace and the strength that he can give us. Revelation 21 verse 4 says this, He will wipe every tear from our eye. There will be no death. There will be no mourning. There will be no crying. There will be no pain. These are former things that will pass away. In this world, there will always be tears. In this world, there will always be death. In this world, there will always be mourning and crying and pain. And we need to understand that. But one day, God will wipe those tears from our eyes. And we will find a peace that comes from him. We're told in our scripture twice that the woman was freed from her suffering. And freed means that something has held you as a prisoner. And now she's been freed through Jesus Christ. And that brings us to the last thing that we see. Know that Jesus wants to connect with you in your struggles until the ultimate healing comes. Jesus wants to connect with you in your struggles until the ultimate healing comes. Look down to verse 30. At once Jesus realized power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? You see the crowd crowding against you, the disciples said, and you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Be free from your suffering. So in our scripture passage, the woman touches Jesus, and we're told something really interesting, at least to me anyway, Jesus felt power go out from him. So when Jesus healed people, he literally felt the power of God being transferred from him into that person. And so he turns around and he says, who touched me? There's this huge crowd around. Now the disciples think he's gone crazy because here they are in this huge crowd. Everybody's pushing against one another. They're reaching out, trying to touch Jesus. The crowd is going berserk. And Jesus said, who touched me? And the disciples said, look around at that. What do you mean, who touched you? And Jesus just totally ignores the disciples and starts looking around until the woman walks forward, falls down at his feet, afraid and trembling, afraid at what? Something amazing and a little bit scary had just happened to her. But more than that, she was unclean and had touched a, a clean prophet and may have made him unclean as well. And all these thoughts are going through her head. And she tells Jesus the story of what happened to her. And Jesus responds in a very interesting way. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. You're free from your suffering. Go in peace. You see, the thing that is going to heal us is our faith in Jesus Christ. It's not the healing of our body. It's the healing of our souls until one day when we get to God, there will be total healing in mind, body, and soul. There'll be total shalom. 
It's interesting, too, how Jesus addressed this woman. This woman was unclean. She was not allowed to be around other people. She was ostracized probably by other people. And Jesus referred to her as daughter. You see, what you need to understand is Jesus wants to meet you in your hurt and your pain. And so right now, today, if you are suffering, if you have doubts in God, if you feel broken, if you feel like there's no hope, then cry out to Jesus. And what he'll say to you is really simple. He'll say, my son, I hear you. He'll say, my daughter, I know you've suffered for a long time. And he says, I want to give you peace. That's what he said to this woman. Daughter, you've got peace now. And the peace comes from the Spirit of God himself. It's a peace that passes this world's understanding. It's a peace that comes from God's presence in your life that gives you a hope when the circumstances around you seem to be hopeless. Psalm 56, verse 8 in the NIV says, Record my memory, misery, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not written in your record? And so what it means is God has taken account of every tear you've ever cried and written down every misery in your life. Now, the literal translation in Hebrew is even more interesting. The literal translation in Hebrew is that he has bottled your tears, that you've never cried a tear in your life that God hasn't bottled and one day will will give you healing and peace and strength and encouragement from. But it's not for this world. It's for the world to come and in the world to come every tear is going to be wiped away so until that day comes we're given God's presence his hope and his resources to fight the battles of this life and we yell out to God and we come to him and we seek his peace the peace that this woman found when she reached out to Jesus I've got a a friend from high school named Vesta Parrish Smith. Uh, Her parents are actually really involved at Heritage Creek, the church that that we're helping to revitalize out out in Odom County. Uh, Three years ago, she was visiting her daughter out of state, and she began to have some motor skill issues for some odd reason. Uh, They thought she might be having a stroke, took her to the hospital. Uh, Within a day, she was paralyzed from her neck down. She stayed paralyzed for the next 34 days, Spent several months in and out of the hospital and rehab. She's better today, but still with challenges. And she recently wrote this on Facebook, and I wanted to share it with you. God has allowed me to go through one of the toughest struggles you could have ever imagined in life. I've been diagnosed with a Guillain-Barre syndrome. As horrific as the first few months have been, I would have never experienced the peace that only God can give without it. I would have never felt God's arms wrapped around me and squeezing me tight. I would have never found the amazing testimony that I have to share and say he is enough even in my hurt and in my pain. Thank you, everyone, that have prayed for me. I have felt those prayers. God has heard your prayers too. Thank you for your cards and your generosity and your love and the meals that have been shown to me and my family. I am a truly blessed person. My journey is far from over. Continue to pray for me. Pray for my healing. God promised something, though, in Psalm 91, 2, that I hold on to. No matter what life is like, he alone is my refuge. He is my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust in him. God wants to give you peace and hope in the brokenness of your life, and one day every tear will be wiped away. Let's have a prayer. Father, 
we come today and we look at this world and sometimes we don't understand it. And I think the truth is we're never going to really understand all that's going on in this world. We'll understand it better by and by. But Lord, give us your presence. Give us your hope. Give us your peace. Help us to know that as we're reaching out to you, that you're looking for us just as you look for that woman. Give us the encouragement of your presence. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, keyword mywrbc. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening, and join us next week for another message from God's Word.